Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Well, we now know they lied. Top Twitter executives said they would never dream of censoring conservatives, and certainly not for ideological reasons. A bombshell batch of Twitter files released by Elon Musk reveals the old management targeted prominent conservatives through blacklisting, through shadow banning, and blocking their posts from trending, all without their knowledge. Two Twitter staffers told journalist Barry Weiss, tapped by Musk, that we control the amplification of your content and normal people don't know it. And this just in, company executives who revealed they couldn't stand Donald Trump, suppressed some of Trump's tweets even before the 2020 election, doing this to the president of the United States, and suddenly changed their own rules to permanently ban him right after January 6th. We now know the entire system, which included a secret committee at the very top, was aimed at censoring speech by those on the right. The rules blatantly abused out of sheer liberal partisanship. If they didn't like something, they branded it misinformation. Now, some are saying, oh, we knew this all along. But thanks to Elon Musk, it's now been proven beyond the shadow of a doubt. Thank you, Howie Kurtz. You just did it so well. I didn't know why I would repeat it. Just I figured I'd share. The Twitter story is remarkable. And it's not remarkable because of what we already knew to be true being shown to be true. It's remarkable because of all of those leftists who are like, what's the big deal? And somehow want to downplay what it is they were doing. Well, Tony, it was a private company. They don't have to worry about free speech. Are you out of your holy damn minds? That's your argument? That argument will work with your mother in the basement. It does not work in real life. The political left was being instructed by the Democratic Party and others what to allow and not allow on a platform that people were utilizing for conversation. And the political left is not only fine with it, they're defending it to this day. It's up to you to decide what you want to do with this information. And it's also important that you recognize what this information means. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. Twitter absolutely worked to keep down, tamp down, suppress people on the political right. Radio hosts, television hosts, people who ask questions about COVID like doctors. Oh, we didn't like what they wanted to say. We didn't like what they think, so we won't let them be heard. We won't let their voices be amplified. We won't allow them to have followers see what it is that they're putting out. We have had people like Barry Weiss, formerly of the New York Times, Matt Taibbi, former of, of Rolling Stone, formerly of Rolling Stone, getting the information, reporting on the information. Notes like do not amplify. Notes like search the blacklist. Blacklist? These were lists that people were put on to prevent them from being able to share information people that the left deemed dangerous. Not only dangerous in their view because they were saying things that the left didn't like, but these things might be amplified by others and it might cost them the election.
if you ask whether the political left is guilty, you don't have to even ask. The answer is yes. But what are they actually guilty of? Well, that's the interesting question here. Something in a court of law? Oh, gosh, no. No, I don't think that you could go down that road. The latest in these uh, Twitter installments has shown that they were working at Twitter before January 6th to remove former President Trump from the platform. Email chains that show that uh, the trust and safety head, a guy by the name of Yoel Roth, who is a, based on his own tweets, scumbag. You're talking about a guy who openly questioned and shared stories about, hey, why can't children date adults? Why can't, what you, I'm sorry, why can't children date adults? You mean have relationships with adults? Well, because they're children and children can't consent to relationships uh, with adults. And we're not talking about friendships, we're talking about relationships, which of course means sexual. So add Yoel Roth to the list of groomers. Oh, I will get into that whole conversation coming up. But joking about meeting with the FBI and others, discussions amongst their head of legal policy and trust, Vijaya Gade, were a high-speed Supreme Court of moderation issuing content rulings on the fly, often in minutes and based on guesses, gut calls, even Google searches, even in cases involving the president. They had no strategy. They had no system. They had me no likey, you go bye-bye. That was the mathematics used. They didn't like it. You were out. All of this is possible. All of this is known because Elon Musk purchased purchased Twitter for $44 billion. $44 billion, son of a gun. That's insane. Who in the world spends $44 billion on Twitter? Not a good business model if you ask me. Not a business model one should replicate, but that's okay because no one can. How in the world do you replicate getting to the truth? You got to find another $44 billion person. That's hard to find. It's very hard to find. But I want to dig in just a moment on some of the things that we learned of people where you could say, okay, I've got respect. And one of those people is Representative Ro Kahana. But I don't think what I did was anything exceptional. I was just standing up for our Constitution and for our First Amendment. It is wrong to censor newspapers. It is wrong to censor journalists. Look, the New York Post hasn't written a kind thing about me in my six years in Congress. Uh, they're a conservative uh, point of view paper. But that doesn't mean that you can stop uh, publishing their pieces or articles or censor their journalists from sharing stories. So it just offended the basic principles that our country is based on. Rokahana is a Democrat out of California. He's a progressive. 
And he had written an email to Twitter when they were censoring the Hunter Biden story. Remember how this all starts. The Hunter Biden laptop that he abandoned in Delaware. The New York Post got the story. The New York Post had it 100% accurate from the beginning. And what we told? Russian disinformation, all lies. Don't allow it on the platform. Don't amplify it. Don't allow the, don't allow the links to be shared. Everybody lied to cover for Joe Biden in the hopes that he would be elected. Twitter pushed to try and fix the presidential election. That's who the political left is. You want to fight me on this one? 833-468-8669. The facts are undeniable. And the fact about Representative Rokahana is he agreed that it was wrong to stop people from sharing. We could disagree on a great myriad of subjects. Where I believe that Representative Gahana is just wrong. But he stood up for free speech here and good on him. Elon Musk stood up for the idea that we should be able to engage in the public square. And Twitter has become that public square. And why would we keep people from doing so? All he has done is exposed what Twitter under the previous regime did, and he has been attacked and vilified for it. The left is as angry as the day is long. Constant, nonstop attacks. There are people who want to engage in lawsuits against Twitter. They want to refer to Elon Musk as a conspiracy theorist. That the whole thing is just stupid. That it's a faux outrage from the political right. Which is funny because these are all the arguments they were making before we knew the facts. Now, before we knew the facts, we still knew them. We understood that Twitter was doing this. We all did and we talked about it. And it is through our talking about it, through our discussion of it, through our unwillingness to allow the left to tell us to be quiet, that more and more people got into, wait a second, what is going on here? Wait a second, why is Twitter so secretive about this? Wait a second, what is happening here? Wait a second, said Elon Musk, we got to fix this and I've got the money to fix this, so I'm just going to go about fixing this. And what is the fix? Laying out the truth of what happened and allowing people to share. And this has got the left outraged. The reason the left is outraged? Because they believe in a world where they decide for you what it is you hear and what it is you don't hear. And who you hear from and who you no longer hear from. They believe that Twitter was theirs, their sandbox, their playground, their control. And who the bloody hell do you think you little losers are thinking that you have a right to speak on our platform? And then if you were a progressive, you had a line directly into Twitter so you could say, well, I, that Donald Trump, uh, that Donald Trump, he's a, he's a prompt. You, you should get him off of the platform. One of the people who did that, Michelle Obama. The former first lady demanded that Twitter remove Donald Trump. This is all between that January 6th and January 8th timeline. Michelle Obama decides policy for Twitter? Just say what you will about Michelle Obama. There is nothing, nothing 
about her that says tech savvy. Zero. That she doesn't think what Donald Trump said on Twitter regarding January 6th is acceptable. That's fine. She's allowed to have an opinion. She gets to have a say in who's on the platform? Holy hell. But all of this, again, is exactly what you knew what was going on. You knew that they were liars. You knew that they were frauds. You knew that they were cheats. You knew that they were corrupt. You knew that they were working aggressively to keep you from speaking. And not just on Twitter. You know Facebook is the same. You know Big Tech is the same. Thank goodness for talk radio. Am I right or am I right or am I right? With this dump, we now know how deep it goes. And we know how hard the left is working to discredit what it is that is happening now. Exactly as they tried to discredit you from engaging in conversation. Exactly the same way they discredited the Hunter Biden laptop story by getting all the experts to sign a letter saying this has all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. It wasn't Russian disinformation. It's just that that commie thug John Brennan doesn't know anything. James Clapper, Andrew McCabe, a guy who got kicked out of the FBI for lying to FBI agents, that's your expert? Stop with the crazy. But you knew it. You know, the real story here is that we knew it. We talked about it. We were bothered by it. We would not stop paying attention to it. And we just happened to get lucky that a guy with $44 billion could buy the thing and just show us how right we were. And the left is doing exactly what they did before, trying to discredit anybody who wants to talk about it. That brings us to our job. That brings us to what it is we have to do and how it is we handle it. Because in reality, you can talk about Elon Musk and the purchase all you will. It is the we that made the change here. We being unwilling to be told no. We saying we refuse to be quiet and be silent. We are the ones who made this change. And then people whom we may disagree with politically, but we at least understand we all have the right to speak. People like Barry Weiss, people like Matt Taibbi, people like Glenn Greenwald. I don't agree with Glenn Greenwald on a great number of things. These people with platforms and voices said, why in the world are we keeping other people from speaking? What's wrong with us? And the tide turned. That's the story here. That's the biggest part of this story. The political left is exactly who you thought they were. What you might not be aware of is you are much stronger than you may have thought. And you banded together together with others who think like you have proven to be much tougher than they anticipated. But they never quit. They never quit sitting on their perch and saying, no, 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 no. Like Sauron with the watchful eye. What thing do we have to disavow next? What thing do we have to prevent doesn't matter next? This all matters. And the louder they get in their anger uh, and opposition to it, the the louder they get in their denouncement, the more over the target you are. It's going to be very eye-opening for a lot of people, so... My advice, start drinking heavily. No, wait, no, that's, that's, that's different advice. My advice, uh, keep doing it. Just keep talking. Keep noticing. 
keep sharing. I'm Tony Katz. So, I don't know how much you've been following the story of this guy, Sam Britton. Who's a man? Sam Britton will tell you that he's non-binary. Live your life. And Sam Britton works in the Department of Energy, and Sam Britton wears dresses, and Sam Britton wants you really to notice Sam Britton. You, you, you got it, man. What, what, as I said, live your life. Uh, just do me a favor. Stop stealing luggage. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Uh, yeah, so the story was a couple weeks ago that police caught up with him and said, uh, we have video of you stealing luggage off of a luggage carousel at an airport. And he said, well, that's preposterous. Harumph, harumph, harumph. I, I, I don't know if he actually said harumph, but I, I, w- I would just only assume that that's, that's the kind of thing that, that would be said there. And then uh, a couple days later, it's like, well, maybe I did take, uh, maybe I did take the, uh, the 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 luggage, but it was it was it was all my clothes. Well, if you're somebody who claims to be non-binary, I, I guess every clothes are, are your clothes, and that's 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 totally well weird. He stole. That's that's that, I think that's a charge of grand larceny. He did it again. As the reporting goes, he's been accused in a second luggage heist from a luggage carousel, this time at a at an airport or the Las Vegas airport. And this guy still has a job in the federal government. Still, it was Joe Biden who said that if you talk down to anyone... If you are rude to anybody, that you will be fired. He said this as clear as day. Diversity, competency, and family. And I want to thank your families for the sacrifices. But I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. But if you steal somebody's luggage, well, you still keep your job. Well, what if I steal two pieces of luggage? You mean from the same person? No, two different people, two different airports, about two weeks apart. Well, um, you'll be getting you'll be getting close to that red line. I'll tell you what, young man, woman, what? Well, really, both and neither all at the same time. So you should just uh, you should just pretend that I'm not here, and that'll probably be best for you. That's what's happening. Did I did I do a good job of explaining the story? That by the way, that was Biden on uh, inauguration day. That was Biden on inauguration day, swearing people in. I mean, it's it's quite remarkable. This guy is accused, and and by the way, the charges, I think I think are, are are grand larceny. A felony warrant on grand larceny charges were issued. Still has a job. You wouldn't have a job, and you don't deal with you know uh, nuclear waste. This is Tony Katz today. 
and your family. There was a study that came out recently that said that nine out of ten people that are dying in this country are over 65. Looking back, and I understand that this has been a dynamic situation, has changed over time, could we have been less restrictive about schools and less restrictive about closing down the economy and focused, if not from the very start, earlier on, on the elderly? You know, in the absence of vaccination, that would have been very difficult to do. But right now that you have the ability to vaccinate people, you can actually clearly be much more liberal and open in what we're doing, which is where we, we are really right now. But I cannot wait for this man to go away. And I only hope in retirement he is quieter. I don't know, maybe he'll feel less restrained. Can you imagine? This is the, the restrained Dr. Fauci. Good Lord. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. That's the number. That's how you get to be a part of the show. The CDC is urging a return to masking because of the triple-demic. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Triple demic. The flu, RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, and COVID-19. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. As the agency uh, reported uh, last week, 13.7% of Americans now live in communities rated high COVID-19 community levels up from 4.9% of the population last week, 38.1% of Americans are in medium areas, and 48.2%, 48.2% are in low areas. So, feel free to lose your mind all you will. The push to bring back masking. If you choose to wear a mask, if if you choose such a thing, well, then you choose such a thing. I'm never going to stop you. Go wear a mask. If you want to force other people to wear a mask. You missed it by that much. You're out of your head and know nothing about science, including Dr. Fauci. You don't tell healthy people to wear a mask. You tell sick people to wear a mask. You don't lock healthy people in their houses. You quarantine sick people. That's the story. Anyone who says otherwise is wrong. I don't care about their medical degree. If you believe in quarantining healthy people, you're wrong. And you should be fought. Because what you believe is diseased, nonsense, trash, and doesn't allow for a free society or a better America. Which is why doctors cannot be in charge of public policy, unless, of course, they've been elected. Should your state health director, your county health director be in charge? Nope. Your governor or your mayor has to be in charge. And they have to remember who the voters are. Yes, the doctor says this, but reality says something else. And, of course, the Constitution and, of course, the ability to live free. And that's why the governors who didn't do this and the mayors who didn't do this deserve 
all of the shame and ridicule that they get. In my beloved Indiana, it's Governor uh, uh, Eric Holcomb, it's the mayor of Indianapolis, Joe Hogsett, along with a host of other mayors who lived in absolute fear, absolute abject fear, and followed radical doctors as opposed to rational policy. As I said in the beginning, I'll forgive anybody in those first two weeks. Of course I will. First two months, nope. Because I would not have done lockdowns at all. And I said so. We discussed this right here. So that we're seeing this increase in cases. Flu, RSP, RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, and COVID. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with wearing a mask. As a matter of fact, if we go back to the early days of COVID, one of the things that we discussed is maybe what this will lead to is a more Asian society view of the world where you see a lot more mask wearing than you would in, let's say, the United States. You're sick, you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You're you're, you're healthy and for some reason you want to wear a mask, okay. Force, force is of course evil. There's another story worthy of our attention And this is, of course, the story that Senator Kirsten Sinema has decided to leave the Democratic Party. Now, she's not becoming a Republican. We should be clear about this. But she has stated that the Democratic Party is not working for her. And the issues that are important to you, as spelled out on your website, most of them are traditional Democratic issues, capital, capital D, uh, expanding health care access, uh, abortion rights, LGBTQ rights, um, path for dreamers, and on and on, uh, environmentalism, uh, green energy. That sounds like a Democrat to me. No? Well, I know this is really hard for lots of folks, especially in D.C., but what's important to me is to not be to not be tethered by the partisanship that dominates politics today. And I think Americans are tired of it. I think Arizonans are tired of it. What I'm interested in is working on all those issues that you just mentioned that I care deeply about and that I believe my constituents care deeply about. But I want to work on them in a way that is productive, that is free from the trappings of the pull of the political system. You know, the national political parties have pulled our politics farther to the edges than I've ever seen. I want to remove some of that, kind of that poison from our politics. Maybe she will, maybe she won't. She's not a Republican. She's not a conservative. You shouldn't think that that's what she's trying to do here. And she also said that, you know, what matters to me? Quality. Looking forward to 2024. Will you support Joe Biden for president if he runs? You know, folks know this about me. I don't typically talk much about partisan politics, and I don't talk much about elections. But he ran in 2020, and you supported him. Yes, I did. I felt at the time he was the best candidate running for president. So you really are going to view the 2024 election as an independent. Like, you are not automatically going to go with the Democratic candidate. You're going to see which one you prefer. Jake, that's how I view everything. Right. But generally speaking, I mean, have you ever voted for a Republican for president? 
I'm not going to tell you that. Well, I would guess you haven't. Just, <laughs> just looking at your career, uh, you voted for Ralph Nader in 2000, but since then I would guess you didn't vote for George W. Bush, et cetera, et cetera. But your, your vote, you're, you're up for grabs is what you're saying. I always make my decision, which I think is also consistent with Arizonans, and frankly most people across the country, I always make my decision best based on who I think is right for our country. That conversation about Arizonans is the story that you have to keep in mind here. Of course, this is a move to ensure re-election. She believes this will be responded to very, very well uh, in Arizona, and she'll be rewarded for it. There are people who are shocked at this decision because this decision is just political and just attention-seeking. Juanita, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, we also just heard Cinema is also expecting a challenger from Representative Gallego. What's your take on the state at the end of 2022? Like, the reason she did this is because she knows she's worse than underwater with Arizonans and voters across that state. And she knows that this is about self-preservation. I do think that it is a slap in the face to every Georgia voter, every Democratic advocate or organizer who worked and fought tooth and nail for that 51st seat for her to now throw it into jeopardy, all in the name of self, self-preservation. Now, hold up. I agree that she's making this move because it's going to help her in the election. Because Ruben Gallego is going to run from the left of her. Which is crazy because she's pretty left. But let's take a moment to take a look at how Democrats have treated Kirsten Cinema. You've told her she's not a Democrat. You've told her she's not welcome. You have followed her into the bathroom to chastise her while she's uh, working as as an adjunct or as a professor at Arizona State University. You have called her every name in the book for her positions. Instead of wanting to work with her, instead of finding ways to come together, you attack and attack and attack and attack, and now you're upset with her for leaving? Don't mind me. I'm just going to laugh at you. What... Do you think is going to happen when people who are not in 100% lockstep with you get abused by you by the hour? Her calculation in Arizona may very well be accurate. People will support and applaud this decision. All politics are local. Why have the fight as a Democrat when you can make the move now and show your independence as opposed to making it ipso facto and showing you're just interested in in, in getting elected? Maybe she is. She's really that different of a politician? No, what's different is that the political left was okay with smacking the crap out of her and now is upset that she has responded by getting the crap smacked out of her. That's hilarious to me. And shows you uh, some remarkable levels of disconnect here. Completely, completely disconnected. Bernie Sanders. Here with me now is somebody who knows a thing or two about going his own way, independent Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. Senator, uh, first, you are an independent. She is now the third official independent of the U.S. Senate. Uh, joining you and Angus King of Maine. 
What do you think of her decision and also what you just heard in her interview with Jake? I don't want to spend a whole lot of time uh, on Senator Sinema. She has her reasons. Uh, Donna, I happen to suspect that it's probably a lot to do uh, with politics back in Arizona, I think. Uh, the Democrats there are not all that enthusiastic about somebody who helps sabotage some of the most important legislation that protects the interests uh, of working families and voting rights and, and so forth. So I think it really has to do with her uh, political aspirations uh, for the future in Arizona. But for us, I think nothing much has changed in terms of the functioning of the U.S. Senate. The good news is that we now have uh, 51 votes. We'll have a majority on committees. It means that we can go forward and start protecting the interests of working families and deal with the reality that we are increasingly living in an oligarchy uh, where the billionaire class and large corporations uh, control almost every aspect of our country. So I would hope very much that with this new majority, Democrats will sit down and start fighting for the needs of ordinary Americans. So I also referred to her as a corporate Democrat, uh, the oligarchy thing. Um, the man's never held a job in his life. He has three houses, but somehow uh, the oligarchy is the issue. <laughs> Whatever you say, Bernie. Does Kirsten Cinema owe the party anything? And the answer is I don't think so. But I think that question is a fair one to ask. But you cannot answer it without noting the abuse she's taken at the hands of the party. You did this. Wouldn't this be the same argument as if you only did what Trump told you to do? And you noticed that Trump wasn't having a winning record on, let's say, candidates. If you keep following, if you keep doing it, don't you note that the that that the fault's yours? You got to note that sometimes you got to stop doing the thing you're doing to get things to change. With that, Rona McDaniel has got to go. I've got that story next. This is Tony Katz today. So yes, Rona McDaniel needs to be replaced. She is the head of the RNC. She needs to be replaced. Didn't win the Senate, barely won the House, didn't do the job. You need to be replaced. I don't know why Republicans aren't doing this. And maybe I'm having this conversation for the constituency of those in my state, in Indiana, who uh, get to vote on these things. You need to replace Rona McDaniel. She was over there with Lou Varney on Fox Business uh, earlier today. Tend to do. Would you publicly say that Donald Trump bears any responsibility for the some of the losses in the midterm elections? Would you say that publicly? You know, I don't like this. I don't like these parceling out because he supported Ted Budd, who won, and he supported J.D. Vance, who won. I think there's a lot of things. That's why I've put together an after-action report. We've got to look at Dobbs. But here's the one thing that I think people should be talking about, the amount of ticket splitting, the amount of Republicans that went out and voted for a Republican at the top of the ticket. Look at Arizona. The top vote getter is a Republican. Look at uh, Georgia. We had eight of nine statewide races won by Republicans. But why are Republicans going and voting for one Republican and not the other? Trump. We have to work hard to bring is, those independents in. Isn't that the answer to your question? But that means turnout was not the, the answer is Trump, isn't it? 
I'm saying I'm not into the blame game right now. I think we've got to do an analysis. I think it's too quick. And I think you can't parcel out, well, this endorsement helped this one and this. It's the whole message. It's what did each candidate do? What was their turnout? But most importantly, why, how do we get independents to re support Republicans? Okay. And how do we get Republicans to support other Republicans? Now, Rona McDaniel is right. You should find out why. But Stu was correct to, to put the pressure on, and she won't say that it was Trump. That's absolutely fine. I'm saying Rona McDaniel has to go. The Trump factor, to the extent that it will be a factor in 2024, uh, does not change. And you can't stop that man anyway. What you need are people who are going to be better at strategy. And that strategy involves how you go about ensuring people do vote and how you go about collecting votes, which is about ballot harvesting and about ballot curing. I know people are going to call me, what about the fraud and the fraud? You're not talking about the fraud. You're so scared of the fraud, Tony. <sighs> Just so boring. You must fight the way they fight to be able to win to get the changes. I hate early voting. The answer is get people early voting. I am I am disgusted by ballot harvesting. The answer is go harvest the ballots. Ballot curing, you're not smart enough to figure out how to fill out your ballot. It shouldn't count. Go cure ballots. Fight the way they fight so then you can go about making the changes to make the election safer. They have passed disgusting, despicable laws because they, and I'm using the they-them conversation there, don't seem to care. But it's still lawful, so you better fight right. Because when you tell me, well, it's the fraud, you've got no solutions. You're just screaming that it's fraud. Look at me, I can call something fraud. I'm so smart. I'm working on solutions. I want to talk about how to get victory. Rona McDaniel has to go. That's all there is to it. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today.